Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this program, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Michi, and these are my co-hosts. Natsuki! And Alex, hello. And today we're here to talk about, is there really a middle class in Japan? Mm. Which I would suggest that we're all probably middle class living in Japan. So the answer is yes. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. We had, we had an episode, was it last episode, where it was like, is Japan a high-tech mecca? And I asked the question, and Alex was like, no, it isn't. I was yeah. like, that was the end of the show. Yeah. I, I posted that on LinkedIn, actually, and the first comment on LinkedIn was also, no, it isn't. So, you know, I've not watched it yet. No, it isn't. You know, so. <laughs> but in, on this show, we actually do want to talk about the... We, we actually did talk about, is Japan a high-tech mecca? Yes or no? And it was an interesting show. It goes on for about 50 minutes, if you guys haven't seen that check it out but today we're talking about is there a middle class in japan and what does it mean to be middle class not even just in japan but all around the world so first before we start talking about japan though i want to get kind of a little background between me and alex and also Natsuki a little bit here alex tell us you came from england yeah 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 were you middle class were you upper class were you lower class what is class in england it's lower different. class what does that even mean in england like it's a different situation right so in england basically there's uh upper class middle class and working class oh you guys mm. don't call them lower class don't people? call it lower class it's working <laughs> class um and my parents from a working class background yeah uh, and they you know did well in business or whatever um and i'm probably from kind of a middle class background I would say just that you probably, your family, when you, because you guys had a successful IT business, you probably made the shift, didn't you, from middle to a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Higher yeah. class. Yeah. Mm. I mean, a lot of it depends on where you go to school, uh, the area you live in, uh, the kind of people you associate with, uh, the kind of pastimes you have. Do people all think of themselves as like, oh, I'm upper class or, oh, I'm working class? Or... I think people aspire to be, you okay. know, uh, probably middle class. But some people are very proud of being working class as well, like blue collar workers, things like, uh, you know, salt of the earth type is it true? people and things or whatever, you know. So in America, so, we, we consider class like your income, like how many zeros you have in your bank account. That's not always true. So things like upper class people, you know, really go on things like the name. Um, in and, England, right? Yeah, in England and the status as well. It's not really about how much money you've got. So there's this weird phenomenon where you'll get people who are of very, very high class. Uh, and they'll dress in really scruffy clothing mm -hmm. and drive a really shit car. Um, and the reason they do that is because they don't need those status identifiers mm. to support their class. So is that like when Warren Buffett drives his 30-year-old car to work? It's kind of. That's a different thing, I think, slightly. So, you know, it's like if you've got like a, a stately home and huge grounds in the middle of like, you know, some lovely place in the British countryside, you don't need to drive a sports car to show your status. Uh, you know what I mean? So they've slipped into this weird kind of scruffiness. And I heard somebody else talking about this saying rock stars are like that as well. Because they've got so much cachet and cool already. They don't even need to do basic hygiene. You know what I mean? And they're still cool. Well, so. what's his name? Russell Brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, everybody knows him. He's famous. He's war, like he's hot. Like women love him. He's smart. Mm. And every time I see him, he looks like he's like homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Keanu Reeves is the same way. That's right. what I thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves like walks around like there's pictures of Keanu like walking around with his shoes falling apart. And you're like, what's going on with you, bro? Sad Keanu. Yeah, sad Keanu. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the class is a weird thing in Britain and it's so ingrained into our culture. You know, it's not just about how much money you've got. What, what, how do you feel when, like, okay, let's say you're upper class and I'm working class. Like, how, do our interactions, like, change? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think there's that much interaction, to be honest with you. Really? They just don't, they just don't associate? Yeah, I mean, like, class is something that's been, you know, gradually eroded, mm -hmm. you know, over the years. It's probably a good thing, you know. But, um, you know, interests are very different. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, a working, typical working class type person might want to go to a football match or something like that. And an upper class person might want to go to the theater or something uh, instead. You know, it's just that kind of thing. So it's, there isn't a great deal of crossover. So working class people are more fun. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, more friendly as well, I think. Uh, you know, generally. Northerners tend to be thought of as working class, but it's uh, not. that's not a good distinction because uh, there are, you know, upper class people up north as well. So. I, I once have read in Japanese gossip magazine and David Beckham is from working class. So yeah, yeah, even yeah. though he is very succeeded soccer player, yeah. but his accent is very, like, from... Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. So okay, that's another thing. The accent of the people in Britain, that defines you, doesn't it? Your yeah, level yeah. of education. Yeah, mm. certainly, yeah, yeah. And the kind of school you go to, obviously, as well. So if you go to a private school, yeah. you know, that's like a barrier to entry to get in. So not everybody can get in there. Um, and that kind of means the people you associate with are of a certain income level and a certain background as well. So it's not so, just you know. income. It's income, most, mostly background and then income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, private schools, you do get a good education, but at the same time, it, it gives you confidence more than anything else to yeah. think I can do this. There's that weird kind of arrogance that comes with it, I think. So it's it's more of like a mindset then. Yeah, it's a mindset, I think, yeah. Because like uh, we have another Brit living with us in this, in this city. We have several Brits, but one that used to work for me and he's, he's my friend. Like we'd, we'd walk around and go to like department stores and stuff. And he'd be like, oh, everybody here is just like upper class and I don't feel right here. And I would be like, what are you talking about? Like it was just a like foreign concept to me. Like I never walked into a place and thought of class. Yeah. Like, it just didn't appeal, to, like, uh, like come to my mind. I would think, oh, this stuff is expensive. I can't afford this. Mm. Right, yeah. But I wouldn't think, oh, this is a certain level class of class. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of mindset, I do kind of understand it. I mean, I, I don't really think like that, but, you know, people, you know, do have that, I think. So, so my background, I'm from Vegas in America, and, like, we have valet, people who park cars that make $100,000 a year. Mm. Right, $100,000 a year is a lot of money. That is firmly middle class, but, I mean, I think that if those people were in your country, they'd be considered working class because they park cars. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Right? Even though they're making $100,000 a year. In America, you just look at your, your tax bracket, you know, how much money you make. And then, for the most part, I mean, I'm sure if you go to some, like, super white bread areas of America, they'll, like, look down on you and, you know, oh, you're from new money or whatever. I'm, oh, sure, that exi- I'm, yeah. I'm sure that happens, but screw those places and I don't live there. <laughs> but in Vegas, anyway, if you have money, you're king. That's it. Yeah. Like, money talks. It doesn't matter where you come from, where your money comes from. It's like, oh, you have money right this way, sir. Yeah. Um, but my background, I came from very, not just like working class, but from the poor. Like uh, my mom has seven children. My dad passed away really young. And so we were like, like food stamps. Like that's where I came from. Mm. So I, the reason why I made the, the jump from the lower lows class to, to where I am now is because of like free education and things like that were pro- provided for me in America. But yeah, very few people from my upbringing when even finished high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. most of them are like, they have, you know, legal problems. Some of them are in jail. I mean, like I came from a pretty rough background and uh, one of the very few people that I know that actually made it out of there. And so I have, I think, a very different perspective on the Japanese middle class yeah. as than someone who was like, if I think that if I was raised wealthy in America and I came to Japan, I think that I would have a different perspective of it. Mm. Now, now, uh, Natsuki, your background is that your, your father mm-hmm. worked really, really hard, but he, you guys also lived fairly comfortably. I guess, yes. Mm-hmm. You guys had a four-story house used to be mm-hmm. <laughs> no no japanese kids are raised in a four-story house some of them what's <laughs> name natsuki so oh, okay. Na- natsuki came from a pretty i would say well off to do background she was able to go abroad which is not everybody can do okay right so mm-hmm. i you know you i don't think that you ever grew up thinking like oh we're poor right that's true okay mm-hmm. so we can say that right okay 
Okay, and then you went to university, mm-hmm. and now you and your husband both have career jobs, and you have uh, a daughter, mm-hmm. and you li- you live in a in a pretty nice house. Yeah, right. So I'd say like we're all kind of firmly middle class by the definition that we want to go by. Okay, but what is a middle class in Japan? Yeah. Well, well, does Japan have a class system? Is the the big question? Can I you guess. can you talk historically about this? Historically, yeah. I mean, it did originally. Borakumin, so. right? It's a kind of a bad word, but the borakumin existed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Before, which were uh, you know, they had almost a caste system actually, where the borakumin were like the untouchables. How do you define this in English? It's like a so they were like an underclass essentially. So basically, during the Edo period, you had you know your four tier system. With you know the nobles and aristocracy, yeah. and then the warrior class, and then you know the merchants, and then the farmers. Sorry, farmers, and then merchants in the bottom. Um, and then the kind of burakumin and that kind of people were people who lived close to the rivers, basically, and also did work with like animal flesh or leather. Yeah, Aww. people that um, touched dead things. Yeah, mm. so it's considered unclean, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and those kind of regions were kind of separated as well. So the wealthy kind of jokomachi, the town. Castle town samurai mm, would mm. live on big houses on the main street. Yeah. And then in Kagoshima, you would have like um, Goshi. So we're like half farmer, half samurai. Okay. Who would live out in the countryside. And they would be, you know, uh, discriminated against by the samurai in the town mm-hmm. because they were seen as being lower class. Yeah. So there are some stories of those uh, Goshi, the, the kind of farmer samurai, coming to the town um, to study at the kind of Confucian Academy or whatever. Uh, and getting picked on because you know they were just from a poorer background or whatever, yeah. or they didn't have the family name. Uh... So there was a definite class system. Um, and then when the major restoration happened in 1868, they actually put in something called kazokure, uh, which is basically the the aristocracy law. Mm. So all the former feudal lords got titles like you know duke or prince or you know marquis or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that continued up until 1945. Mm. So after the war, the GHQ got rid of it. Ah, uh, oh, GHQ got rid yeah. of it. Uh, okay. that, that, would, that sounds like something the GHQ would do. So all those mm. families had ties to the military, the navy, you know, like in Britain, obviously the, the kind of, you know, royalty and, you know, uh, aristocrats have ties with the kind of armed forces and things like that. It was the same yeah. in Japan. Mm. So they wanted to cut all that off yeah. uh, and kind of flatten society down. And then the education system brought into Japan was also post- Second World War, mm. based on an American system. Mm. A very industrialized way of educating. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's two stages, really. Major period, everybody, all the samurai, the commoners, uh, the merchants had to go to the same schools. That was one thing. Yeah. Uh, and then after the Second World War, uh, the aristocrats and all those kind of people as well had to become regular citizens too. So uh. two stages. So, uh, so, but now in Japan, after the GHQ squashed everything, we have kind of a flattening of everything. Yeah. Then we have like a class system, I think, that kind of emerged that's based on wealth. Yeah. Right. And so like we have like these, these business tycoons in Tokyo and stuff like that, where they, you know, they they walk around like, like gods, basically, you know, you see these big chateau types that the CEO types that walk into a, like a restaurant or something like that. And everybody's just like fawning over them. Yeah. I can imagine that was the case with like samurai lords and things like that in the, yeah, in the past. Yeah. Right. And one time, oh my God, I want to talk about this really quick. One time I saw a, a uh, not a Yokozuna, but like a samurai, uh, a samurai, uh, a sumo wrestler mm-hmm. walking down the street in his, in his garb and his like, in his like kimono and everything. 
He had an entourage of women just following him around. <laughs> wow. And he was like, and there, I didn't know this because this is the first time I actually stood next to a, a sumo wrestler, but they're super tall. Mm. And they had, he had all these women just like following him around. I was just like, dude, you're living the life. You could eat every day all you want to eat. <laughs> Got all these hot girls, man. If I come back in a second life, I'm going to be like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so let's, let's, let's talk about now. So we, we do have classes in Japan, right? We have like the working class. Like the poor single single mothers and things like yeah. that, and then we have. I would suggest that the majority of the country is probably somewhere in the middle class. I don't know what would you consider middle class in in England. How would you define it as like as like if I just looked at somebody I knew, not based on their name, but like so, um, you know, house owner, house owner, um, probably kids go to a, a comprehensive school or maybe a private school. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, um, owns a car, maybe two. Go on holiday, you know, at least once a year, foreign mm. overseas holiday, mm. um, that kind of thing, really. So, like your typical, like you know, when you see a movie of like you know a family, yeah. that's like your your typical middle class. Yeah, Natsuki, how would you define middle class? It's a problem. Yeah, because I thought how how to define middle class is about money. Yeah. But but I can we can ask them how much money they make. But in Japan, we basically know how much people make because if they have a job, like average money. Yeah, you can uh, like oh he's a doctor, so he makes you know like you know ten thousand dollars a month. You can you know that. Yeah. So my image is like in uh, in like you know countryside, people who make more than like isema. How do you say isema? A thousand a thousand hundred thousand dollars a year. Hundred thousand yeah. a year is up more. Than hundred thousand yen is upper class but in tokyo like there are so many people like that yeah yeah so it's different it depends on the where you live yeah area that's also true in america if you mm. live in silicon valley and you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year you're poor mm. yeah i mean that's just going to rent yeah. like you could buy that money i mean like your rent is like like ten thousand ish you know a, a month so mm -hmm. for a crappy little apartment in silicon valley mm -mm. i mean i think it's about quality of life in the region that you live in that's mm. the kind of real you know, line for me that, okay. that draws it, and also the ability to do things like take an overseas holiday or a holiday in Japan as well. Yeah, um, I think those would be the two kind of main things. Uh, the class from status and prestige does still kind of exist. Explain how. Um, it, it's more of like a kind of respect for people, but it's not really related to you know daily life so much. So when they meet somebody from one of these prestigious families. Yeah. There's a lot of respect for them and things like that. But they're not treated in the same way as like an aristocrat in the UK might be, I don't think. It's a slightly different interaction. Uh, we had the, I think it was the, the prince or the princess from the, from the uh, royal family here visit where we are. And like, it was like the biggest thing that everybody was talking about. Yeah, that's different. That's different but I completely that. didn't understand that. I don't understand aristocracy. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand your royalty. Oh, and by the way, you know, uh, rest in peace, prince. <laughs> It's not absolutely <laughs> But like, I just, I don't understand royalty. I don't get it. Like it, people are fascinated. With, I get the princesses on Disney. I get that. I don't understand anything else about it. I'm like, why do you people care about these people? Like, But in Japan too, we care. So, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. two come from countries that have an, uh, an aristocracy, but why do you care? I mean, you have one in the US as well, really. What, I mean, in Paris Hilton? I mean, the president's an elected figure, but he's, all, he's essentially a king, right? They come from, you know... Yeah, but there's like, like, but half the country hates them. Yeah, but they come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not everybody loves the royals. Who as hates well. the, Name me one person who hates the queen. That's not a single person in the world. There's a lot of people in Britain who don't like the monarchy. 
Oh, okay, the, the the symbol of the, the abolitionist yeah. type, yeah. you know, people. But nobody hates like. the queen. Everybody loves her. I mean, I I used to think like, why do we need the monarchy? Yeah. You know, when I was a student and things like that, I thought. You know, it, so, isn't it like a symbol? Symbol of the country. Yeah, it's like a symbol of the country, and also kind of the history and kind of pageantry of it. It's kind of got some glamour to it, I suppose. So it does make a lot of money for tourism. It's That's expensive, true. but it does bring in the tourism. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it balances out. Actually, yeah. if you look at the numbers, I mean, mm. they actually do you know, have a net benefit. When the, the royal country. wedding happened, that was like, dude, that was yeah. super big PR for your country. Mm. So I don't think there's any sense in abolishing things like that. Mm. And also just a sense of tradition and identity, I think, you know, that it carries along with it. It's just historical. Yeah. I mean, the US, though, you look at, you say it's a democracy, but I mean, maybe there's, what, five or six families who could potentially fund a presidential run anyway I, that never happens you what know, are you talking about it's like who can, <laughs> like how many bushes do you want to be your prime you know, president, president or whatever? Uh, if we can zero yeah no more please <laughs> but you know those dynasties do yeah. exist right it does it does happen but that's that's something that we're we're coming to terms with now it's like a newish thing that was happening because like like certain people have just been uh, allowed to gather so much wealth yeah. especially since the reagan era you know but after world war ii the the top tax ta taxation bracket was something like 92 percent yeah they took 92 percent of your money away mm. right and they redistributed that to the lower classes and you started to get that's when we had this burgeoning middle class in the 1960s and 70s and that's why everybody could buy a gm car and have their two cars and big house and stuff like that once that taxation rate of the upper class went away and it's now it's effectively zero i mean basically with all the tax loopholes and everything people at the top don't pay taxes with that happening the the lower class that and i define lower class as people who basically can't go like if you if you can't miss a paycheck right mm -hmm. if you live paycheck to paycheck if you can't miss a paycheck and if you can't like a medical emergency will destroy your family or like, you know, you can't afford to send your kids to school. Or you can't even afford to pay your bills. This is all lower class. Yeah. Mm. Right. And so this this class in America is growing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see it so much in Japan. Well, I think the problem in Japan is you've got familial wealth as well. So J Japanese people are big savers. They're, so they, their they, mom and dad. They yeah. save a lot more money than other countries do. Um, and you've got that family support network as well. So you'll see a lot of like adults in the 30s living at home with the parents still. Mm. Yeah. You know, I know people at work who get a bento made every morning by the mum. Which, is, which they bring to work. It's just like, to me, it seems weird. But it's embarrassing for us because we want our independence, but I think, I think that, that it's financially much more res yeah. like responsible. Mm. Well, they have a huge amount of disposable income then because they don't yeah. pay, a lot of them don't pay, well, some people pay rent, some people don't. You know. I don't know any parent that takes rent from their adult children. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's rare. So, you know, those people often have like a nice-ish car, you know, they often go out, you know, for meals in the evening and stuff yeah. like that. So they're subsidized, basically. Um, we call them parasite children, right? Mm -mm -mm. But that's because they get past a certain age of threshold of marriage, and so they just stay at home forever. And like they get in their forties and fifties. If you're one of these people, I, I don't hate you. I'm just defining the word. Yeah. It's in their forties and fifties, and they just live off mom and dad, and they have like a bite, like a part-time job or something. Like well, that. I suppose if you look at it another way, you could say it's a reciprocal relationship because when they get old and need to be cared for, yeah. then the kid is it should really you know do that, uh, having lived with them for so long. Um, so that, that's another thing as well. And obviously, the cost of getting on the property ladder here is very very high as well. You know, it's not easy Can to... Can we talk about that? You two are homeowners. Yeah. I'm not. I'm a renter. In America, homeownership is something that everybody wants to do. Right. But basically, it's like a life goal. And if you have your house, and especially if you've paid off your house, you've made it. Like, you're, you're good. Yeah. Right? You guys as property owners in Japan, how do you feel about owning a home? Is it something that you... I mean, because you both rented and lived in a home. Yeah, yeah. So is it something that you really looked forward to? And is it everything that you wanted? I never saw it as a goal. It just happened. 
Yeah, me too. It's just happening. I woke up one day and I was like, what is this house that I live in? But it's like renting gives you the freedom to move. That's the thing. You're not tied into one place. Yeah. And if you hate your neighbors, which I do, you can move. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a goal for a lot of people in Japan to build a house. Not to own a house, but to build one. And they don't sell them. The, yeah. Once they're done with the house, they just tear it down and build a new house there. Yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the way of thinking is actually changing. You, you know, buying a house is uh, thinking of world after two. World, world, after World War Two. After World War Two. So recently, young generation don't want to buy their own house. Uh, because, like you said, it's like something you tied up yeah with. you're tied Burden, up yeah. Yeah. and there's no resale value in, in other countries the whole idea of equity is that you buy a house and then you take care of it yeah and so as you're taking care of it the the relative inflation around you continues yeah. to go up but your value of your house stays uh the same relative to inflation and so you constantly it's, it's like it, you're making money off of your house kind of mm-hmm. well the thing about you know building a house and why people build houses in japan is, is very traditional actually so shrines for example yeah you know get rebuilt every 20 years or so mm-hmm. yeah so they tear them down and do like shikinen sengu it's called mm-hmm. where they rebuild it mm-hmm. um so that kind of rebuilding of buildings uh, is, is mm. a common thing in Japanese culture. Mm. But with modern materials, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to happen. Don't you feel that like there's two two types of homes in Japan? There's the ones that are made to be like centennial homes that yeah. li- like just last forever. The ones that are traditionally made from wood. Yeah. And then you have the throwaway plastic ones that are made from Toyota. Seriously, Toyota makes houses. Yeah. And you're just like... Yeah, I mean, it, it makes the town look shit as well. Yeah, so they the, look like crap. Yeah, I mean, there's a big problem with architecture in Japan, I think. You know, some architecture is very, very good and extremely well made obviously um but general town planning is actually very poor i think they um, they rely on brutalism a lot it looks like communist russia if you're a russian i love you too uh, <laughs> but like it, it just it's just concrete everywhere i mean because they have earthquakes and natural disasters yeah. but it's just brutalism well the problem with that is the be- the aesthetic of beauty in japan went from traditional japanese buildings to you know modernization very yeah. very quickly yeah so they didn't have the time to build up that aesthetic for Western buildings yeah. in the same way that you know people in the West did. So the early buildings around the major period were built by Westerners, like yeah. Isaiah Condor, the British architect. Um, but after that, they kind of went into this, um, you know, easy throw-up type housing. After, prefabricated. Prefabs, Pre- you know, yeah. after World War Two again. Mm. Um, uh, and also before people said we should buy a house because we, when we get older we, we don't buy a house we have no place to live yeah because right. you know uh, owner security it's for yeah, security for yeah. security yeah. Mm. yeah yeah i mean that's the thing the same thing that we get in, in other countries they say you know for re- to retire mm-hmm. buy a house and invest in it right but now so people are, uh japanese population is going down yeah. and then they are uh, obviously a place that we can live for in a long time cheaply cheaply so we don't need to buy anymore there are areas in the countryside that will pay you to live in a house right right yeah. right like they will literally give you like you know ten thousand dollars to move to their town and live in a house that's already there that's vacant yeah and because they hope that you'll stay there make a family and pay taxes mm. yeah i mean that, that kind of thing in, there are a lot of empty houses and now i see a lot of younger people reforming them and mm. using them as either a second house or a business yeah that happened in uh, detroit after the the big like white flight from detroit there was all these empty homes and so hippies moved in basically right, mm. right. hippies and drug dealers i mean mm. yeah. are they the same it's thing not good, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Is, is it good i wouldn't move to detroit mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're from Detroit, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well today, is it, for everybody in the world? Um, oh, dude, I would not live in Detroit. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe it'll come back in like uh, a couple generations, but it's just not a place to live right now. What interested me about Japanese class is that you'll get some really wealthy people, and sometimes you just can't tell that they've got money. You were talking it's about weird. this. Yeah. Like, like rich guys in Japan, it's, it's, a, it's the humility. Like They don't flaunt it. Or they don't know how to use it is maybe another way of looking at it. I don't know. It depends, though. It depends on who they are. So you see some very kind of erudite type people who, you know, have got a lot of cash yeah. and they, they buy nice things, have nice cars or whatever. Um, and then you see some kind of guy driving around in a K truck, you know, the little white trucks or whatever, with all farming equipment in the back. Uh, and you find out they've got loads of land, yeah. you know, and they've got a huge amount of money in the bank. But they just don't use it. They just go to Nishimuta, the like regular local supermarket with everybody else. They really all like to be kind of same, byodo, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know. And then the other thing is, is actually there are there is a couple, but there's not a lot of super super rich people in Japan. Yeah. If you look at the the list of the world's top richest people, I think only one or two are Japanese of the first mm -hmm. twenty. So some Masashi, Uniqlo, and SoftBank. Mm -hmm. and, and SoftBank CEO isn't one hundred percent Japanese either. He's like half. Korean, Korean right? Yeah. And so, like, and his way of thinking is very non Japanese, mm. I think. So, but yeah. But, but even CEO level, you don't get a huge salary, mm. right? Not so, compared to the United States or UK, for so, sure. So, the interesting thing there is, though, that the company subsidizes an awful lot of stuff that the companies in the US won't subsidize, I don't think. I so mean, for expenses and stuff like expenses, that. Expenses, business trips, you know, yeah. like drinking in the evening, meals, you know, all kinds of stuff. But at the same time, CEO pay in America, like if you're a, a top company and you're the CEO, you make like $100 million a year. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. happen in Japan. No, mm -hmm. no. The, the, during the 2008 financial crisis, the, the CEO of JAL lowered his salary to one yen. Right. Mm -hmm. So his annual salary was one yen. His wife made him a bento and he ate in the, in the cafeteria with everybody else mm -hmm. to show his support for the company during mm -hmm. the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in America. But I think social, <laughs> social status does carry with the company in Japan mm -hmm. a lot more than it does perhaps in the Where US. Where you right? work. Yeah. Uh, Where you work, what your position is within that organization. You know, your title um, is big. Bucho, shacho. Yeah, yeah. Title. Yeah. Right? That's, That's what you give the business card. It's your avatar. It's who I am. It's your avatar. <laughs> That's what it is. Here's what level I am. What level are you? Oh, I see. Yeah. Just a mister. I yeah. see. <laughs> but Bucho, a little company, and Bucho, a big company, is very different. Yeah. But still, but both are Bucho. Yeah. But it, it's not the same. There's still that as well. Even if you've got the same title, there's a bit of a balancing act. I think we're talking mostly in, in this conversation, we've been talking a lot about men. Let's talk about the women in this country. There's a growing number of women who are working class or 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 poor mm. just poor mm. who can't afford especially the single mothers who can't afford the to pay their bills and things like that mm. i want to talk about the options that these women have in this country in america i think most we they get on welfare or something like that there's 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 some programs especially depending on where you live in japan i see a lot of these women get night jobs they become like like red light district workers and things like that mm, could be mm. is that is that is this just my people that i know <laughs> like probably yeah i feel i feel like that's a that's a huge like way of them yeah. to to finance their lives their lives if they if they're a single mother i mean it, there isn't a great deal of support for single mothers at work i don't think for one and yeah. secondly um you know comparatively there are far fewer women in management positions and senior positions than there are men right yeah so the odds are really stacked against single mothers especially um and it doesn't really need to be like that i mean this pandemic's changed a lot of things in the way that people work you know using zoom and things like that or whatever the you don't actually physically have to be somewhere mm -mm. you know to be able to work um it's just whether japan can catch up to that or not 
Also, the other thing that, you know, as you're talking about this, like one thing that Japan hasn't caught up to is a woman will enter a job at a career somewhere, find herself a husband, have a child, leave the workforce and never return. Yeah. Mm. Right. And that now some some women, they want to be the 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 the, 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 the what do you call it? The, I don't want to say housewife, but the homemaker. Yeah. And that's their that's their dream. The husband makes enough money for them to support that lifestyle. That's OK. But in a lot of cases, the woman goes back as a part time worker. It's something easy. She doesn't go back to a career. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a choice, isn't it? The thing is having the choice. You know, you can't criticize women who want to raise children or whatever like that and mm. stay at home. Uh, in the same way, you can't criticize men who want to do that, you know. Um, but I the mean, option should be there to be able to have a career. Stay-at-home dad I've never met in Japan. Not once. I have, yeah. Yeah. Couple, yeah, two people. I know. Were they happy? Yeah, because really? the, the wife made more money than they did. Um, mm. And also, you know, they were interested in the kids. They weren't interested in their They didn't really like their job so much, yeah. maybe. Mm. Or they, they felt they could go back to it at any time. If they can do it and be happy, I'm all, I'm all for it. I just so, have yeah. never seen it. No, no, two people like that, yeah. No. Yeah. But, uh, Nasty, what about you? Are you, I mean, you, I assume you have a lot of female friends. Are any of them single mothers? Uh, yes, yes. And um. is, is, is the situation there okay? Yeah, he, her situation is okay. She has a career, so it depends. It really depends. But like you said, I, I have no such friends actually. But I guess uh, there is an apartment, and only single mother can live near my house. Really? Yeah. And then I, I'm have not been inside, so I don't know what is you know inside. Like, yeah, what maybe it it's is good. like. But yeah, and then also I heard those women are like run away from her husband so oh. they don't know that uh, the husband cannot find them oh it, like a refuge like, yeah. like a refuge we once did uh, a little bit of a location shot at the recycling facility here mm -hmm. and there were single mothers who ran away from their husbands working garbage jobs mm. and yeah. i was like what the hell japan <laughs> i was yeah. like they come don't on. want to find out where they live yeah but i was like come from. on they got like they're beaten housewives and then they like japan was like oh we'll just put them on the trash duty yeah, yeah. but that's was, hard choice that's hard still, choice i was just like oh, i was just like oh god the yeah. optics of this are so bad yeah, that was a sad situation <laughs> mm. like, uh, oh but anyway but talking about like options for single moms i mean they do have the hoikuen support here yeah, yeah. Right. If you get mm -hmm. it, you've got to get in though first, mm -hmm. yeah. so you've got to be on a waiting list. And uh, yeah, single mothers, you know, hoikun fee is very cheap. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and also a, a public apartment, and if you are a single mother and have kids, it's only like like less than. Yeah, there is. I, mm. I will say that Japan does a lot of good to support the poor. Mm. They but really it, do. The medical system is not bad as well, really. Let's talk about the medical system. You know I mean? That's a good point. So it's like half subsidized. It's like kind of a halfway house between the US and the UK, probably more towards the UK style of doing things. In the UK, you guys have the, what's it called? NHS. NHS. Yeah. And so does that cover dental or is it just... Only... Yeah, it covers dental as well, yeah. yeah. But there so, are waiting lists and stuff like that. There are Yeah, you've got to wait. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the treatment that you need to have. And obviously yeah. now, obviously things are a bit different with the current situation. But um, yeah, I think it's a good safety net. Yeah. Because if you've got a condition that needs treating, you can get it treated. Yeah. Regardless of your income. You know? Is is this does the system in a, so what in Japan what we do is like we have the basically everything is covered that you need. And then if you pay extra you can get extra special treatment. Can you do that in the UK? Uh you can go to private hospitals. Oh, okay. Know? Yeah, yeah, if you want to do that. Um it's quite expensive. Mm. But you know, the treatment is very good. Um and the you know, the, the rooms and things tend to be better as well yeah. as the private rooms and stuff. But I mean, the, Japan covers about is it seventy percent of most treatments and things like that. It, it also it, de it depends on what it is, but you yeah. can also get like uh, additional insurance on top of the the, the federal insurance, and then it's like 
you basically can get everything covered. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you get into like the private insurance, which by the way is way cheaper than it is in America to get the, the uh, supplementary insurance. Um, it's like you can you get paid money every month if you're in the hospital. They'll give you like every day, like you're in the hospital, they give you like some Mayan or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think one thing with class you need to talk about those schools because schools like are a big thing about you know where you get your peer group from you know the education uh, that you receive well that's why people go to harvard not for the education but for the peer group right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for the so, connections i mean i noticed like people that are wealthy in, in you know tokyo and stuff like that there's certain schools that they want the kids mm, to go to mm, right yeah and you know they'll move house to get near but those the schools schools and stuff. are so like all the schools in japan are basically i mean like the gap is not that big i'm sorry toldai versus like you know your average run-of-the-mill uh university that what you're learning in the school is not that different uh, i think no it is uh, it really is, yeah. they rank so low on global ranking list yeah no, now it's not you know they're not a world leader in the university ranking tables but you like know, you have I, to go you have to scroll way to the bottom to find a japanese school on the 15, <laughs> 15 is the, the topest like todai or kyodai i forgot what ranking yeah, it was but i think it, 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 it went down to like 20 something at one point josh yeah. maybe if you could look it up mm. but yeah it was like they're they're they've come down so far yeah but to get into those universities is still a challenge there. Yeah. it's not easy mm, at no, all mm. um but you know and I think the tables as well are actually based on research output. So, uh, you know, there is some kind of um, question that needs to be asked about whether those are accurate or not as well. I mean, my university is in the top 100. So. Whoa, sure. nice. nice. I went from, I went from a, like a, a top 1,000 university to a different university because I had... Fa that's another thing. That's true. Like, you know, Japanese families have to pay for their kids to go to school. And they yeah. basically subsidize their entire life. Yeah, it's expensive. I paid for myself to go to school, you know. And then, like, I had to actually switch schools in the middle of my education because my family had a crisis and I had to go take care of them. Mm. And so, like, that's not something that really happens that much here. Yeah. Sixteen. Six. Yeah, 36. Oh, 36. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm telling you, they're... I mean, I don't know what this list is, but yeah, I mean, they just keep going down and down and down on the world mm. ranking. Yeah. I mean, there are private schools and things like that that have got kind of elite, you know, kids in and things like that. Yeah. Uh, KO is one, isn't it? KO yeah. University, yeah. Um, e, e, what's the name of their very famous school in London? And e, e, uh, Eton. 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 Eton, yeah. yeah it's a so, yeah, if you go through, you know, Eton, Oxford, Cambridge. But Oxford, Oxford is like, you know, like you just say the word Oxford and it just brings the room to a stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah, it yeah. has prestige to it. Mm. Yeah. If you say, I went to Tokyo University, like, oh, did you have fun? You know no, I mean? no, like, no. Still, it has a brand. In Japan, in Japan it does. Yeah. Not worldwide, it does. Um, it, maybe. I mean? mm -hmm. like, yeah, I like to just say I went to Oxford and... I didn't go to university. I just went, just went there. there. <laughs> just went there and got drunk and came home at three o'clock in the morning. I hear that like the professors, you know, like uh, like Tolkien, for example, would just be seen in the pub normally getting drunk. Yeah, they're all in the pub after they've been <laughs> doing the lecturing or whatever they do. Um, so yeah, I went to Oxford and got shit faced. So. <laughs> Oxford. I, I I remember looking this up at the Oxford University. I think predates the ink the ink and empire something like that. It's like some. It's crazy. It's that old. Oh, it's old. Oxford is super old. Yeah. But like, you know, Todai, how, how old is to Tokyo Daigaku? Don't like, ask me. Why do you hate Todai so I just much? think it's like their ranking just went so through the floor after the bubble and everything. It's like, it's sad. Yeah. How old is Todai? Oh, we don't know. We're, we're looking up. Mm. We're looking up. I don't know. But, you know, to, to speak to schools, for example, like they, the idea of private schools in Japan is a big deal. Because the public schools aren't really that great. Mm. Right. They're not as bad as shitholes in America. Mm. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing them to that. But like they're not as good as like the really good schools either. 
Yeah. See, it's, yeah, Oxford University is older than the Aztecs. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, it's really old. It came from like 1100 AD right? or wow. something like that. Mm. I can't see if it's there. 12, uh, uh, 10, 1096. 1096. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's your country, bro. You yeah. know too much about Japan, not enough about England. Yeah, mm. probably need to learn some more. Uh, let's talk about wealth. Um, so in America, we have cars and we have houses and we have property and we have giant televisions. And so we like to think that we're wealthy. Mm. And giant th- television. <laughs> and, and in a way, that, that is a form of wealth, right? That is a form of wealth. But at the same time, a lot of Americans have put that on their credit cards and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Japanese wealth. I mean, like, I live in a tiny little apartment. Tiny. Like, the apartment that I live in right now could fit inside one of the rooms of my American apartment mm. that you have. Mm. Is, this, is this, you know, wealthy living? Like, what is this? And my apartment, by the way, is nice and expensive, so... Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's location, isn't it? Your yeah, apartment. for mm. me, for sure. Yeah. Dead but, city center. I mean, like, these tiny little box apartments in Tokyo and stuff like that. I mean, mm. I just probably couldn't live there. I think like, you see the annoying. famous people. They follow them to their apartment. I know, you're like, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> like, you live in a shoebox, my friend. Yeah. So, I, I suppose property price, you're paying for the address as well, right? The status of the address. But even if, even if you have a big I mean, I like your house, Alex, but your house is unique. Like, most yeah. houses in the countryside, are, they're, they're kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, and like, there's no central heating or cooling in Japan, so like, you're always cold or you're always hot. Yeah. Like, there's well, only one toilet in most houses. Recently, the kind of house builders are changing, I think, and you can get like yukadambo, you know, the underfloor heating mm. and and, and a really expensive now. electricity it's, bill. With yeah, them too. it's hot. It's yeah, it's expensive, but you know, it's changing slightly. Um, but you know, it depends on where you put your value. If exactly. You put your value in living in the middle of Tokyo and wanting to go to a restaurant whenever you want to go there. Uh, just stepping outside and having all that convenience right in front of you, mm. then maybe you'll pay a huge sum of money to live in a tiny apartment there. Mm. Um, but if you, you know, want more space and you know, um, and and that kind of more relaxed lifestyle, I guess you might live in the country and buy a big house or something. I don't know. There's just options, right? It, mm. I, I, yeah, I like think you said it depends s- where you put your value. Second houses are a good thing to look at. Mm. If it, you have a, a small apartment, but another house in the countryside or another house somewhere else, that's often a good status indicator of, you know, wealth and, you know, social status, I think. Mm. So I don't know how many people have like, that's not a bad homes. idea. Maybe I should invest in a, in a countryside house. Mm. Yeah. You get one for mm. cheap here. Do one for cheap. free. Yeah. Pretend many, to live many there. Rich yeah. people who live in countryside buy a like nice mansion in the city. A condo. A yeah. condo, yeah. and then for kids because kids can go to school in the city. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest uh, to answer the, the the title prompt of this show. I would say that there is. I would say that the majority of Japanese people are probably middle class. I think the majority of Japanese people think they're middle class. Right, think them. But mm-hmm. if you dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of wealth inequality. Oh. So when they go abroad, I know some some fairly wealthy people who go abroad and things like that on holiday, and they go to some really nice places. Yeah. So it's like uh, you know they spend it where people don't see it. Um, I, I believe to myself that I belong to the middle class, but like the the salary that I make and my husband make is less than that my dad make. Before. Before. <laughs> right. Well, so, your dad's a unique situation because yeah. he, 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 I want to say, I don't want to say he got like he worked very hard, but he also made a business during the right time. Right, right. But my point is that's why I have to work. If my 
a husband make a lot of money, oh, maybe no. I have a <laughs> maybe I have a chance to you know make a choice to be a houseworker. I would actually suggest that I I'm sorry I know your financial situation. You could totally quit your job and be fine, but you want to have a double income. Yeah, double income, double yeah. to because to live nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to live nicely, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, I don't know. The double income thing is is not necessary where we are, but it is necessary in the more like urban areas. Yeah, it's I mean, becoming I, more necessary. I think the the thing is right. The general quality of life in Japan for the average earner, so the median income type person, isn't that bad. So the quality of food, for example, here, it's amazing. If you go out to a restaurant, it's quite hard to find a disappointing restaurant. I, you know, you know what I mean. You know how rare it is when you go to a restaurant, and you're like, "This is crap," and it's it's it, like the the gap between crappy restaurants is like years. So I mean, I thought I found a shit restaurant was about ten years ago. Right. I found somewhere that's really shit. Mm. Uh, everywhere else, so... is, maybe it's not amazing, but it's not bad. It's pretty good. Mm. You know what I mean? So that, that level of care with the food and things like yeah. that mm. means that like BQ gourmet, they call it in Japanese, like mm. B level, you yeah. know, gourmet or whatever. There's a lot of that stuff that's fairly reasonable. It's very reasonable. Yeah. If you want to go to the super high-end restaurants, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Yeah. But, you know, unless you've got that kind of wealth and you're from that kind of background, you're not going to go to those places anyway. Honestly, so, I don't understand. I go to, like, the really expensive sushi restaurants sometimes with my senpais, and I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, why does this cost so much money? It's because we are 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't get it. So I'm, I'm a cheap date. Well, we're going to one tonight, so, yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I know the places that I like, but I also like I like quality food for a good price. Like I'm not flaunting cash ever. So like, but there are very rarely that situation in Japan, like where you actually see a baller like throw down cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just rare. I saw the other day driving down the street um, towards Tengayan where I work, uh, a guy in a Lamborghini. Who must have been about like 20, and it was had lights all up the bonnet mm. and down the sides as well, like flashing LEDs. Going wow. Mm. So he'd souped it up, and then two cars behind was a kid in a Ferrari, about the same age. Mm. They probably live at home with their moms, and that's the only thing they spend their annual income on. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, I was like, where did you come from? But, their you know, mom's house. <laughs> yeah. There is a Lamborghini Aventador in Kagoshima as well. Yeah. I know who owns that, though. So, yeah. But going back to what you were talking about, I want to touch on one more thing with the medical thing. A lot of reasons that, uh, Middle class go to lower class in America's medical debt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because America's medical system is, up. you guys need to get your crap together. But yeah. uh, the Japanese medical system, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to pay for it long term, but it's really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they yeah. have more MRI machines per 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 capita than any other place in the world. For for what I understand. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, mm. dude, if you need a surgery or a scan, you just get it. Like, the only thing for me with the Japanese medical system is because there's so many small private hospitals yeah. that are subsidized by government funds. You don't know where to go if you oh. have a condition, right? You've yeah. got to know which kind of hospital to go to. I have a bunch of doctor friends, so I just ask them. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like a doctor, you can just go to another one. Yeah. But your judgment of which is a good doctor might mm. not be right, you know. In, in the UK, are you like, do you have like your area doctor like, like a, a school yeah like a gp they call it uh, general, general practitioner, practitioner. so uh. you go there and they send you off like do triage basically and oh, send I you see. to mm. somewhere else i mean they could be a bad doctor as well you know you never never really know but. all right guys we got to close down the show but let's talk about this so the three of us i consider myself middle class do yeah you guys consider yourself middle class i i guess yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm middle class. i'm aspiring mm. upwards though i'm aspiring upwards that's a good yeah. way to put it we're yeah. aspiring upwards we're middle aspiring. class people living yeah. in japan yeah uh, I would say I would close off the show saying if you want to have a pretty good general life, if you're living in Japan, like doesn't it doesn't really matter what job you do, um, you could pretty much get it. I mean, like we are kind of 
a little bit entitled we're privileged because we, we have a different situation than the japanese do with their upbringing but yeah. if you work hard you can you can make a pretty decent living here and you know like i said like or like alex was saying if you define your value in, in going out and having a good meal and having a community and a safe place with a good medical system it's a great place to be middle class here and there's yeah. a big middle class here mm -hmm. yeah all right, guys, that's been our show. If you guys have any comments or if you're Russian and you're angry at me, uh, just leave us a, a comment in the comment section below, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Small Talk Japan. Small Talk Japan is recorded at Story Studios in Kagoshima. This podcast stars Michi, Natsuki, and Alex, and is produced by me, Josh. And is executive produced by Michi. If you like the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thank you again, and until next week, bye!